0: because this is how Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. And today I have got somebody on here that I actually met through TikTok. And (laughs) for those of you that are following me know that I just started on TikTok actually not long ago. And um, it was one of those things, Nicole, that I was like, I am never going on TikTok. I'm never going to do it. It was, you know, I'm like, I was so Instagram and Facebook and at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my girlfriend kept sending me, always kept sending me uh, TikTok things. She's mm-hmm. like, you do so good on you. You do so good on here. I'm like, I'm not going on there. It's one, I don't need to learn one more thing. That was more it. I'm like, I do not need to learn one more thing. I am overloaded with everything that I'm doing. So I pushed it off as long as I could. And then, yeah, in the last couple months, I'm like, I think maybe I'm going to go on a TikTok. Well, duh. I'm like, why have I not been? And I love it for the fact that it's all new people. Mm-hmm. and so i don't want to talk about tiktok the whole time but um that it was cool seeing you come up and um uh, and then just reaching out to you and i'm like any chance you want to come on here and let's talk about people pleasing because this is our jam it looks like and uh so i love it so thank you so much for saying yes thank you so much for being here and i can't wait for my listeners to uh to hear what you have to say and the wisdom you're going to share with us so
1: yay absolutely thank you and i appreciate uh I appreciate the invite. I too had the same vision as you. I was never going on TikTok ever and the pandemic hit and I said I was bored. So I did to make funny videos and now it's transpired into, you know, we get to talk to like-minded people and connect. And I just think that's so wholesome for, for everyone really.
0: Yeah. And it's such a great, it, and I think, you know, most people would say it did start off as like a a fun (laughs) dancing, you know, and it was a great, um, you know, my my husband was into it a ton and it was a great distraction from what was going on.
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that
0: I think that was kind of the the thing for it. And I know a lot of parents, you know, were against it, all that kind of stuff. And then the more that you know I see it, I'm like, there's so much uh good on there and coaches and different people dropping, you know, stuff on there. So
1: yeah, yeah. Lots to learn on TikTok. I there feel. is I lots like to learn. Yes, yes. More on TikTok than I have i know the school and all those other things right yeah
0: yeah totally um yeah. okay so i want to go i want to dive into a little bit this i want this episode to be really educational in <laughs> the in the fact that um I do some speaking events and some of the events that I speak at, people will say, you talk a lot about people pleasing and boundaries, but how do I know if I'm a people pleaser? How do I know if I lack boundaries? How do I know? And, you know, I'll, I'll of course share my own stories and share, you know, my, my experiences and my knowledge and my wisdom that I've gained over the years. And I guess for me, that's, you know, and I know that this is a journey that you are currently on and Mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever over. Never like, no, it's never over. You transitioned from what job were you in before you became an empowerment coach?
1: Uh, I was a child and youth worker working in the social services industry.
0: Okay. Okay. So, and then you transitioned into online space.
1: Yeah, I actually had gotten uh, my life coaching certificate years ago and I was practicing as a part-timer because um, I was like, oh, I want to dabble in you know a few different things. It's kind of what our brains do We're like, I have all these interests and stuff trying to get out of that systematic, programmed, conditioned mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, and then so I was doing it part-time for a while. And then I thought to myself, like, I'm burnt out. I can't do this. Mm. I'm, you know, COVID unfortunately ruined my passion for the work I was doing and I was virtual anyway. <laughs> mm. So, um, I had made that, that transition, uh, just over a year ago, um, to do this full time and to work with people who really wanted that support.
0: And did you know right away you were going into people, helping people become recovered people, pleasers, boundaries, all that kind of stuff. Did you know that right away? Or how did you, f-
1: Absolutely. I guess that's
0: my first question. How did yeah. you figure that out for yourself? How did you go? This is, this is actually where I need to do work and this is where I want to help people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think that I would be lying if I was like, yes, this is my direction. This is where I want to be, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not the type of person that likes to fib and I'm very transparent. And my my followers and my clients understand me to be the real, raw, authentic person. So that's what I'm gonna show you here and Perfect. for all of your followers and listeners as well. Um no, it took me a while to figure out what my path was in regards to the coaching services that I want to provide for people. Um I was very much in the heart of my recovery of people-pleasing, and I don't think that it would be fair for me to try to teach people and guide and encourage others when you're in it. Because I don't know that, I I feel like as a coach, you kind of have to have it a little bit figured out. (laughs) You have to have your methods and your techniques. And so there were so many trial and error for me that it took me a little while to get to this position. Um, You know, I was a, I was a personal trainer as well. So I was teaching people, you know, the personal training realm and I was in the fitness industry. And then I started to veer off that. And I started to recognize, um, and no offense to anyone in the fitness industry, but the toxic, oh my goodness, the toxicity that comes with being in the gym and the products that you take and what you're supposed to look like and all these things. And I found it very degrading. Mm -hmm. And so I had thought to myself, I want to help people, um, like Kind of fill the gap a little bit of like being able to work out and being able to express yourself and look good and feel good in whatever body type you have and however you look and feel and whatever clothes you wear. Um, and it just wasn't in that setting anymore. And so it took a turn for me in regards to self care. And I well, I know we'll talk further uh, about my steps in uh, my recovering as a people pleaser, but it was. I realized I wanted to teach and guide and encourage people to take care of themselves. And that's where it started for me. And I got to use my point, my biggest pain point as a chronic people pleaser and recognizing that if we don't take care of ourselves, we're going to continue that toxic cycle. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just kind of where it started. And I went, Oh my goodness, light bulb moment. These are the people I want to work with. Cause that was me. And I mm-hmm. wish I had that support.
0: I love that. And I know we've talked about this before. Um, uh, you know, talking about the fitness industry and that's where mine mm-hmm. started too. That's where I really yeah. saw this huge gap yeah. and, you know, it was, it's a great way to get people in Um, mm-hmm. if that's your kind of, you know, which I also, uh, I have other coworkers that do that too. And then they, then they work on the inside, right? mm-hmm. but there was so much that was just external and, yeah. you know, and I told you that and I've talked about it a ton on my stuff. It's just, that was a mirror for me. Like all yeah. my clients were a mirror for me. And I'm like I'm trying to find happiness through pushups. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure- find happiness through losing all this weight and it's just not happening. It's- that alone isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for, for, you know, and I don't know this part about you either, which is kind of cool. I love doing some interviews and I'm like, I actually don't know all this. So I, (laughs) I, I get really excited because I'm like, I get to learn something new too, but where, like, where was it for you that was it just physical or was it like an inside, an inside thing for you that you started to feel like, okay, I, I care too much what people think about me or I care too much what they're going to say or, um, where did you feel that that shift happening within you? That you're like, okay, I know I am a people pleaser, and here's how I know because some, mm-hmm. I oh, I talk about this. We know everybody has it to some extent, right? Everybody, we all are human. We love having people appreciate us, all that kind of stuff. It's when it takes a turn for the, you know, bad, and that's yes. our worth is wrapped up in what people of oh. us. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm holding my heart because it just like it just brings back all of that emotion and all of that, like disappointment, you know, that you have to, you have to work through as in your yeah. recovery, as a people pleaser. Um, you know, I love this cause I don't know that I've ever had the opportunity to actually talk about my mm-hmm. journey. Um, so this is so wonderful for me. So part of me, if I pause just to try to think about a really great way to, yeah. uh, to make it make sense. And I mm-hmm. want to say that, you know, transparently, I don't even know if it's, if it makes complete sense yet. Um, I really, I really truly felt, um, anxious, Mm -hmm. like extremely, extremely, and so unbelievably uncomfortable with my anxiety. And I, and I, I, I will, I will consistently say that I feel like that was my first step was I, I don't like the word hate often, but in this sense, I will use it. I hated how I was feeling. I hated how I viewed myself. I hate, I hated how, um, I just did everything on the daily, consistently worrying about what everybody else was thinking and feeling and judging me for. And, um, Oh, I think I just got so disappointed in myself for the disappointments that I allowed from other people as well. And so I I, was like a brick wall, honestly. I, I probably could bring myself right back to the very first day that I recognized that there needed to be change. Um, and that observation of people disappointing me or me expecting things from people, which I'm going to just say out loud is not fair, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fair for us to expect things from people, you know, we can't expect ourselves from other people, which was a really big lesson for me. Um, So that observe, like observation phase is what I call it, which was, I guess, like you said, the mirror, right, people mirroring you and you got to do that reflection piece, but I got to just like slow down and observe the people around me and the lack of reaching out from other people, the lack of checking in from other people. You know, there were things going on in my life that were pretty detrimental and I didn't have those people coming in on, to to check on me. Um the uncomfortable conversations on oversharing that I was doing. Like why was I leaving every single conversation with every person, coworker, friend, family, spouse going did I just say something stupid? <laughs> like did I just? Say, you know, it wasn't like did I offend the person. It was mm-hmm. how? Why? Why do I feel like I have to explain how how I look? Like why do I? Why do I? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel stupid right now? Why do I feel silly? Why? And this this burning pit in my stomach, which is your intuition telling you, like, girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. this ain't your space. Um, it was always firing at me all the time. But you shouldn't sit shaking all the time. You shouldn't feel in that fight or flight all the time. You should be able to have relaxed conversations with your people. And that was a big thing. There's a lot of people that weren't my people.
0: I love that you just touched the very, how you started it with was anxiety and anxiousness. How prevalent is that in the world right now? Like, Mm -hmm. come on, it is huge. And you know, and I talked about it years ago. I was actually in Maui where I am right now, dog sitting. <laughs> and I, four years ago, I was here and it just popped up on my memories. And I did a video about anxiousness will show up in my life when I am living to please other people. Yes. And oh it's an, it was a whole video about it. And I was walking this path with the dog and I'm like, oh, I got a great video story right now. And I started sharing it and it popped up and I'm like, and so when you said that, I was like, uh so I know listeners out there listen mm-hmm. to your body about the anxiousness. Like it's, it's, and what that looks like for you. Mine. I used to say I was worried
1: yeah. and
0: that was my way of not saying the word anxiousness. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, but still the same thing. Yeah. Um, you also touched on something else about, um, you would do for others. And when, and when you started to go your, through your stuff, you realized they weren't checking in on you. Mm-hmm. And Mm I, I, that's a huge one for me. So that was my, that was when I started to really pay attention. I started to get bitter and resentful because I would do so much for people. And I was the yes person for people. And I wasn't getting the reciprocation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I did all of that. Do they not see that I did all that for them? And I didn't even like get anything back or they're not offering to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Do they even like me? And I, nothing was said. This was all internal. Right, it wasn't like I would say that to them or anybody else. I just felt it all, and no. it's turned into this rage of bitterness and resentment, and just like "f you" because I was so mad at people not being me,
1: mm-hmm. like yes. you said. Yeah, you can't expect yourself. Be. You can't expect yourself from others. Yeah, hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. So what? What? avenue did you start to go down? Did you hire someone? Did you read a book? Did you see something like what made you go? Oh shit, this could be me. <laughs> this is actually how I am. You know, like this is because this, mine was a life coach. Like I hired a life coach because I was actually, it was my business that was failing. I owned a right. fitness boot camp, So I hired a business coach.
1: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how
0: I got in the door. Right. Cause yeah. I couldn't see it that I was, I didn't, I wasn't able to lay in bed and go. I'm so resentful right now, and I'm so bitter, and I'm people pleasing. <laughs> that wasn't what was going through. I was just angry, and it was showing up in different areas of my life, and one was right. my business. So I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. a business coach.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that there was like some big aha moment, and then then the support. I That's wish right. that there was like this. This happened, and then there was support. Mm-hmm. It was for me a situation happened, and it was just me. I. Mm-hmm. I got, I got dark. Mm. I'm going to be honest. It got dark. It got concerning. It got, I don't know what to do, how to keep going. I don't know, you know, and I'm going to, again, I'm going to be as honest as possible because I think that's what's really important Mm -hmm. for everyone listening and just certain experiences and journeys. Um, I did it myself Mm. humbly. Um, I didn't have the finances to hire, uh, a therapist. I also found myself so confused as to what, what, what was going on? I didn't know what was going on. Um, I knew I was disappointed. I knew I was sad. I was depressed. I was upset. And so I isolated myself completely from my friends. Um, and then I had to try to be like, yo, no, 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 no. Like we're not, do- we're not doing this. Like you're laying in bed sad every day because this person did this to you like you're still valuable and you're still worthy. And I can say that right now to you, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you <laughs> that mindset was not there. There was no self-love. There was so no compassion for myself. There was, it was, it was a hard, a really dark. hard time, mm-hmm. very dark. Um, and I had some friends that I, I, I relied on um, heavily and we had really deep, dark conversations. And the turning point for me was just um, the realization that, like, like I do matter and I, and I I deserve to be here and I deserve to be loved and be valued and respected. And you can write that on a piece of paper, right? But you're writing it on a piece of paper before you actually believe it. And so I had to flip the script. I had to flip my mindset and start faking it until I made it.
0: Mm.
1: And those affirmations, I, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. I, 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 and I follow your stuff. So I know you're in this very same realm of you have to, You have to practice it. There has to be, I had to start giving myself evidence of Mm -hmm. I matter, I'm valuable and I'm worthy enough. Mm -hmm. And I had to start detaching from how those people that disappointed me, I had to detach myself from, from them and from the experience and recognize that hurt people hurt people. And those people that hurt me, it wasn't about me. It was about them. Mm -hmm. And just slowly surely every single day pulling myself out of that trench because well because I matter and I'm deserving to 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 not continue down that toxic toxic cycle of people pleasing um my life changed I I definitely became a completely different person people that love me and know me um I've had an opportunity to transition into those boundaries I've had an opportunity to transition into hey I'm not going unless I want to go. I'm not doing unless I want to do. I'm going to boast about self-care. I'm going to boast about self-love. I'm always going to show up as my own hype team. Mm -hmm. And when my cup is overflowing, then I'll provide for you. Mm -hmm. And my people had, they had to transition into that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of cutting off Mm -hmm. a lot of, um, a lot of cutting off without closure.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What's, like recognizing what communicate what what relationships required that closure and what just didn't. It's mm-hmm. really hard. It's not I, I laugh because I'm such a dark humored person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were so many instances where, you know i you're just sitting you're just sitting there being like, "How did I allow myself to be treated this way? And so I think a lot of the darkness came from the disappointment I had within myself. Mm. Like, how have I been living? Twenty-eight years. I'm 30, turning thirty-one this year, so that's a lot of years. Have I been living like a doormat, like a muddy doormat for other people, mm-hmm. and never, never getting and receiving in return? Mm-hmm. Went on a tangent there, but that's good. It, Perfect. It all kind of just—I don't know—I just feel like in in a way, it all comes together.
0: Well, what I love with with yours is thank you, first of all, for sharing all of that because. Yes. There are so many people that feel that they, and I'm one that it's like, you need to reach out for help. You need to do this. You need to do this. And sometimes you do hundred percent. I love that you, you, you know, you're like, I humbly did this on my own. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, like I say that, and yet you do have your support group. You had your people that yeah. you would turn to, you know, and you have uh, whatever kind of spiritual meaning you, you know, you have a higher power. I truly believe that you made the choice. You made the choice, and this is what it always boils down to. It always boils down to that, and this is where it can be hard. We look to other people to make that choice for us, or we blame, or we sit in victim for far, far, oh. far too long. And you, so if, you know, it's like I, I often think of just laying in bed sometimes, and I'm like, get up, get up, and go do the thing. You have a choice in that moment. You have a choice yeah. in the moment. You know, for me, I separated myself uh, a lot from drama because drama is mm. the, you know, was my achilles heel for people pleasing because it was it made me feel included and it was literally like i felt like i i knew more and it was awful looking back now it just gives me hives but that'll be for me if i'm around a bunch of people and that starts that is my choice right there i have a choice either walk away change the subject (laughs) get moving whatever it is or I choose the other one. So we always have this choice. Right. And so I love that you went down that you're like, I just chose that. I need to start saying things, even though I didn't believe them quite yet, I had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do talk about a lot too, in in the affirmations of the mantras is that, you know, find something that works for you, say it Mm -hmm. because you have to say it till you believe it. You know, you have, and you, if that story that you keep saying is I'm so sad and I'm so broke and I'm so whatever it is, and I'm not, and I'm dumb. You're going to keep saying, you're going to believe that and you're going to bring it to fruition until you flip that script and whatever that looks like for you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And just want to share this part too, is just like what you were saying, you know, you, you made the choice and it just, it actually like brought a little bit of emotion in my tummy. And it was just that, like, you know, I think that people pleasing, and this is just a thought, this is not, I'm not a therapist. I'm, I don't diagnose knows people. Um, but I had to recognize that a lot of my people pleasing stemmed from my childhood, which was, Mm -hmm. I was abandoned by a parent. And so I think that like, and say, I get a little bit of emotional because I think that my whole life was searching for someone to choose me. And Mm -hmm. finally, two, three years ago, I chose myself. That was my stepping stone. That was like, you know what this man, like, I don't Mm -hmm. need other people but if I can give this much to everyone else, if I can people, please, I already have the instruction manual on how to take care of myself. I just got to make myself know that it's I'm worth it mm-hmm. and that I'm enough to be like, mm-hmm. I got your back. You don't need. And it. it I, I sometimes struggle because people are like, well, you need people. Yeah, they're my bonus humans. Mm-hmm. That's how I say it. And it's not a degrading thing to say I don't need anyone. It's just I get my ass up every day. All right. I take care of myself every day. And it's liberating to say in front of you and to have your listeners here that like, choose yourself, mm-hmm. just, just please choose yourself because it is, it is beautiful to work on the relationship with you and to know that you have your own back and that you're your own hype team and that you can self validate, emotionally validate yourself yeah. and just fill your cup full of love and everything else is just extra. I think it's, it's, the thing
0: I think I think the thing and I, I know you're gonna understand this because you just nailed it, is when I will say things like when I will say things like, oh man, I could be on a deserted island and just be happy as a clam yes. with myself i know we need human connection i get that isolation is death i understand this we will die without other humans i yes but but what i'm saying is as a people pleaser as someone that looked for validation and worth from other people my entire life to choose me Mm -hmm. as you just said Mm -hmm. to get to a place of going oh my god i'm choosing myself and i don't need anybody else is this freedom that comes with that that's like so when we say things like what you just did that's why is because we have always looked to other people. So if you're mm. a people pleaser, there's you're look, you're codependent. You rely on other people's emotions to make you feel happy, whatever it is. Yeah. There is this beautiful, unhinged empowerment freedom that comes. That's no unapologetic of like, oh my God, I'm okay. I'm good. Hi, I am good on my own. It's yep. this, right? It is this beautiful feeling that comes and it has nothing to do with like, of course, we know, like. We know we need people. We love them. We love them. We love our people. But when you have these patterns and when, you know, and you might be someone listening going, I think this could be me. It's very (laughs) pleasing. Yes, this was me for the longest time. It took me forever to see it. You know, it really did. It took me, and it wasn't like, and and I don't, you know, I've been in the space now for about 10 years and people pleasing, that word wasn't out there. I mean, yes, it is. It's been out there for a thousand years, but that wasn't on the on the mainstream. And now it's everywhere codependency Mm -hmm. and boundaries and all that wasn't everywhere. Um, self-love, you know, which Mm -hmm. I want to shift, which I want to shift into because part of my healing, um, was doing inner child healing, right. Which was mothering my own self, fathering my own self, nurturing myself when Mm -hmm. like what you mentioned, I don't know your, your story. So I'm like, you didn't have a parent, neither did I. So (laughs) we, it's this part that we, that we're missing, right. So we're looking, we're constantly looking for it in other people. So, self-love when i did inner child uh i did a whole course on it about seven years ago it took on a whole new meaning of self-care and self-love so i know that that is a huge part of your practice Mm -hmm. and i want you to talk a little bit about that and what that looks like for you and it's not just bubble baths and massages i know you know it's work it's hard work sometimes
1: it is. It is. Yeah. So, and I'm glad you brought that up because, um, I do a lot of work in the self-care realm and I really try to end this, not end, but just shift the focus from basic self-care to quality self-care. And I really truly believe that there is two different, two different mm-hmm. categories because like that. you really do have individuals out here who, who aren't taking care of themselves on a basic level. And that's mm-hmm. not a judgment. That's mm-hmm. not a judgment because if you're a people pleaser and you're codependent and you have trauma and you have depression, you have all these, this cloud above you, why in the heck would you know that you got to get up in the morning and it's important for you to brush your teeth and brush your hair and, you know, provide yourself with a face routine. And I know it sounds silly to say it mm-hmm. loud sometimes, but I do, I host workshops for self-care and people are like, that's self-care. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, girl. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's, stuff's important. It's a priority. Um, and then to shift into the quality self care, you know what I truly believe in that is, it's working on these people pleasing tendencies, mm-hmm. and it's it's shifting the focus inwards and working on that mindset hacking. Um, I call it my positive pixie and my negative Nancy, <laughs> and I really like working with my clients in regards to that because we can get so caught up in that negative Nancy, um, and I want to work towards enhancing that positive pixie because that's who's, that's your driving force. That's mm-hmm. your that's your person. That's that's the one that's going to get you out of the shit, because the negative is always going to be there. But how you react, sorry, how you respond, is mm-hmm. what's important. And if you're responding with this negative rather than this positive, it's you're you're just going to keep seeing more shit, right?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and what I really love about the practice of self care and what I talk to my clients about is this if you're a chronic people pleaser and you're listening out there, you already have the instruction manual on how to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're just taking care of everyone else. And so if you can shift that focus inwards and you can provide yourself with proof, with evidence, a few small practices every day that you matter, that you're enough and that you're worthy. It's the same practices of faking it to make it Mm -hmm. right. You are showing yourself proof that you matter and that you can, and it, And then in the end, it benefits because you're taking care of yourself and you're brushing your teeth. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you you got some nice clean teeth at the end of it. So that's really why I love that practice as the beginner stage of my methods is because it's like, we got to start somewhere. And a lot of my clients don't understand, you know, like you said, that the people pleasing, the term itself is Mm -hmm. very new. The self-love it's new. What does it mean? How do we do it? It's Mm -hmm. like, we got to start with the basics. You know, what are you doing for yourself? Nothing. Okay. How can we do some things for yourself? Mm-hmm.
0: I love how you put it. Um, as people pleasers, we already do it for everybody else. We already do that for everybody else. So you already know what to do. Now it's just time to do it to yourself and for yeah. yourself and put you at the top of the list
1: mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of and, at, the, at the bottom. And that's just it. Right. I always say we are conditioned as a as a child, you are morphed into mm-hmm. your parents' beliefs, your environmental beliefs, mm-hmm. right? So, maybe somewhere someone told you, which is this is this is dramatic, but you were put on this earth to take care of other people, yeah. right? Whatever whatever the statement or whatever the feeling someone gave you that you had to be on the bottom of the list, that's you're carrying that with you mm-hmm. until adulthood. Until finally, you're like, wait a second wait a second. No. And so for me, it's just so important for me to empower and encourage my clients to be like, Hey, like you deserve to be up here. Mm -hmm. You deserve to take time out for you and have some me time and whatever that looks like for you. Like, let's do that. Let's put you on the schedule Mm -hmm. because you don't have to live in your conditioning beliefs and your Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs. And you can change the narrative for yourself.
0: Well, and I love it because it's like, I, when you said that, I was like, yeah, my dad said to me like, Oh, Christy, you're not good with numbers. You're such a people person, right? Just that right there. I, he meant I'm great with people. He didn't mean put them above myself, but he, he modeled it a lot too. Like, you know, taking care of yourself was selfish, you know, and and very much, and this is very, this isn't new, you know, like people Mm -hmm. still, this is still belief. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely that it's, it's turning inward and going, okay, how do I take care of myself? And you mentioned at the very beginning, kind of, of our talk is like, you need to take care of yourself. Cause if you are a people person, if you do love nurturing and you do love taking care of people and you do, cause I know that that is my calling on this earth. I love it. I'm a generator. I, 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 I raise the vibe of the earth by being an inspiration to others, but oh. I have to inspire myself and I have to take care of myself if I want to keep this path. If I want to go down this road or else I won't be good for
1: anybody. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yep. Absolutely. So I know,
0: I I know my, I know that I am created here to do big things and to help other people see life differently and mm -hmm. take care of themselves. Now with yours, I, I, when you were talking about self-care, I was like, actually that is the beginning of all of it. You know, so you've said you, what did you call it? An observation, an observation phase self-awareness is what came to mind. I'm like, yeah, total self-awareness. Cause that's where anything mm-hmm. any change begins. Right. Yeah. So it's absolutely becoming aware of, of yourself. And, and whenever, when you said the observation phase, what rose up for me was how I will sometimes have out of body experiences. This is going to sound Wook and that's okay, but I will mm-hmm. literally hover above myself and look down and I will purposely do it. Mm-hmm. I will sit in a quiet space and I will try and transcend. So I can looking down on my life and I'm like, okay, girl, you've now said yes, way too much. You have no white space on your calendar. I see you running around doing all the things for other people, whatever it may be. Right. But it's literally this like 50 foot view of my life is what I do. Yep. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, you're not sleeping very well. You're not eating great. You are, you know, all these things. I'm like, oh, no wonder you feel mm-hmm. what you feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bringing it, it brings it all back,
0: bring it all back. And I think self-care and self nurture is just such a key, key, Yeah. I think it's, it's because most people can relate to that somehow. Yep. People can relate to that somehow. Right. So if they're going to go work with Nicole and you're going to start there, it's like, okay, I can do that. Like I can start Mm. there. That's not scary. Yep. Right. Whereas sometimes with mine, I'm like, okay, we're going into inner child. You're like, whoa, slow the bus just for a (laughs) second here. Like that's pretty deep. Right. So, which is, I mean, there's need for all
1: of it. Absolutely. I think it's all necessary. And I just think that it's just steps, right. It's, um, you know, reflecting back on your own personal journey and how you got to where you are and what are the steps. And I think sometimes it's hard, like even in this conversation with you now, it's like, how did you get there? How did, what did you do? And you're like, oh, I wish I kept a journal and a diary, which I I'm, I am certain I have somewhere. It's mm-hmm. a little scary to open that book, but you know, you've got to get back to the basics. It has to be the basics before, you know, take a few steps before we leap and, From there, you start recognizing and contributing to your own self care. Mm -hmm. It it just brings you even further and further along, and it's 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 short term pain because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Nothing we all know nothing's done in the comfort.
0: I also I know how I feel about my people pleasing. I feel that, and you can you can disagree with me on this, and this is that's totally cool because I think that you know there's certain people out there like I just I want this to be done and I want it to be over. It's it's. I don't want to ever do this again. And I feel this is something that this is something I will always deal with. And I'm Mm -hmm. okay with that because Mm -hmm. it keeps me, um, it keeps me always having to speak from a place of experience. Mm -hmm. Now I might be uh, 10 miles ahead of you, or I might be one step ahead of you, wherever that may be, or I might be far behind you, you know, like the mentors that I follow and, and, and other coaches that I, that I've hired I'm like, Oh man, they're way ahead of me on the boundary setting or not caring what so many people think or da, 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 da. but I think there's a part of me that will always have that in me mm-hmm. and it makes me the coach that I am because it helps me be able to go, you know what, I'm actually walking through this or I walked through this last week or last mm-hmm. month or last year and let me guide you through it. Now. I do believe in what you had mentioned. There are certain things that I do walk through that I do it silently mm-hmm. and I do it with my coach or my yep. therapist or my family. And then I'm like, now I'll share it. Um, and then there's other things where I go, yeah, so guess what? I said yes to everything yesterday. And I feel like smock, you know, so <laughs> then there, then there's also those experiences yep. that I feel that just enhance who I am. And so there was a time, and I bring this up because there was a time where I was like, I just want to be done. I never want to people please again. I'm like, I don't know if that's even possible for me. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I've now embraced it going, I think there's going to be weeks and months and you know, where I'm like, nailed it. And I think there's going to be parts where I'm like, all right, need to revisit that again.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't disagree with you at all on this. Um, I know kind of what I had said in the beginning, which is just like when you're kind of going through it. I mean, like now that I've shared a bit more of my story in the dark of things, it was it was dark. So in that in that realm is when I wasn't really sharing. Um, I wasn't in an appropriate space for me to be coaching and empowering and guiding. Um, but I'm a firm believer that healing isn't linear and mm-hmm. that um, I take my people pleasing. I mean, I literally have it as a people pleaser in recovery it's much like addiction Mm -hmm. and I was so addicted to being so kind and caring and compassionate for others and being the go-to girl and the yes girl and always there for others because what does that do that makes us feel liked and valued and validated half the time we weren't really appreciated for the things that we were doing and if anything we were just telling people hey anytime you need me call me even if you don't say thank you I'll still be there right um And so I was addicted to that because that was giving me that dopamine rush of like, ah, people love me. Yeah. I'm going to keep giving and giving and giving and giving. And again, giving all the things they already didn't value or appreciate. So for me, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I think that I will always and forever be a people pleaser in recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever stage and phase I'm in, I think it's Mm going to dip. It's going to have ebbs and flows. I think there's going to be certain people in my life like – I always see people as your core and then another circle and another circle mm-hmm. and another circle. And you're two circles into your core, you might have you might have excelled in that area of creating mm-hmm. healthy boundaries. And you get to this closer circles where your real tight people are and you might struggle with that. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. It's always an experience, it's always a lesson. And if you've been a chronic people pleaser for your entirety, it is it is a transition. Absolutely. It's a huge transformation. So I think it's always going to be something that we manage. And as long Mm -hmm. as we have the support and those affirmations to keep practicing, then we're going to recognize that, you know, we are deserving of having all those things and uh, those healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I know there's been a ton of healing that I've had to do in my own life, you know, and forgiveness and different things of of reparenting myself when I was young. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Oh, there was something else you said that was, I wanted to grab on it, but it, it, it left my mind. So we're leaving that for now. Um, and usually I write everything down and I was like, I was so engrossed in what you were saying that I didn't write it. So what would you say as we will wrap it up here, but what would you say as your, I guess, what would be your practices or your rituals or your things that you do daily to help Mm -hmm. you? I know you're huge on a morning Yep. morning. Yeah. And I love, I love it. my
1: mornings. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: which is so great, because they set you up for the day. And I see you talk a lot about that on your social media.
1: Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm.
0: what would you say are your practices as you continue down this journey of healing, you know, from yeah. this and as you're in recovery of people pleasing?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think just even to touch on that self care, I think that's, that's pretty, mm-hmm. that's, that's always engulfed in my day, no matter what. Um, Like I said, the morning routine, I'm the first thing I want to do is prime my mind. I'm not interested in social media. I'm not interested in anything else. I just kind of want to ground myself with nature. However, who, who, ha that sounds to people, it's really, do some research. It's really important. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I just want to because my biggest thing is being grateful and, and being present. Mm-hmm. Um, time is precious and the people that we surround ourselves is very precious. So I want to make sure I'm getting myself in a mindset where I am capable of. You know, loving myself, but then also being able to give to other people as I see fit, with boundaries, right? With mm-hmm. healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and then taking care of myself all day. Like I chunk my days. You know, mm-hmm. we got your morning, your afternoon, your night. You need to eat, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm big on physical exercising. It's been a bit of a issue for me, obviously, uh, with with my endometriosis illness. However, we're we're on the ups for that, so mm-hmm. I'm getting back into the groove of that. And then just like reflecting, I reflect all day, Mm -hmm. right? And remind myself, my biggest thing is who who it is I want to be for myself, but who it is I want to be for others. So Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm getting into those characteristics and those morals and those values. And I love asking myself, how am I showing up today? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I have a day with my partner, right, I want to show up as the best version of myself for my partner, because I just like, I love this man entirely. Right when I if I'm with my mom all day in the car, sometimes you can yeah you know, it's a little stuffy. <laughs> how do I want to show up for my mom? Uh, you know, I know she needs patience while she's driving. I know mm-hmm. that maybe we're gonna stop for Tim's and she wants me to open her wrap because it's an act mm-hmm. of kind. You know, like how do you want to show up mm-hmm. for for people? But if you don't have that morning routine where you're giving to yourself, again, if your cup is not overflowing, stop giving to people. Period. It has to be <laughs> overflowing in order for you to give. I'm gonna just say that.
0: I love it because you do, you lose, you lose your patience, you get short, you get ornery. And those are, i you know, we could do a whole nother thing about red flags, you know, and oh. that's a huge red flag for me is when I'm, when I'm impatient with people, I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, Krista, have you done what you need to do? You know, so my question that I ask myself when I wake up is what do you need from me today? That's what yes. I will. That's what I ask. Yeah. So I, I love, love it. That. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Yours is like, um, how do I want to show up? I go, what do I need for myself today? Yeah. Whether that is nurturing. Is it like, okay, let's get to work. I'm I'm excited. Let's do business. You know, let's do whatever. What do you need? I need a hot bath. I need you to just be kind to me today. You know, whatever it is. I need some tough love. I've got a mm-hmm. lot of excuses floating around. So we need to, mm-hmm. you know. So I love yeah, it. I love that. So if people are interested in, you know, maybe working with you or learning a little bit more about who the goal is and mm-hmm. what you do, um, do you work one-on-one do you do groups what do you do <clears throat> yeah so
1: right me. now um i'm in a transition period of creating a um kind of a workshop course um i think you you kind of can relate on what that's like in the process mm-hmm. of that so yeah i'm doing right now i have um a few spots opened but it looks that so we'll see but always okay. message me let me know i do one-on-one um and there's a obviously a coaching application form for people to fill out. It's all on my Instagram. It's all very well laid out. Perfect. Um, if people want to give me a follow there, and even if, if they don't want to work with me, I'd um yeah. And chat. That's that's cool with me too.
0: Perfect. I love it. And I'm going to put your Instagram. Awesome. So,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, so people can can go over there and take a look. And make I sure love that. They, yeah. Make sure if you go and. I don't know you heard her here on my podcast on the yes. Love of Purple podcast. So she goes, oh, Okay, great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that.
0: Well, thank you, Nicole, so much. This is what it feels like to be on a podcast and everyone's different. And I know this was your first one. And I'm so excited. I was like, yay, I love when people haven't done it before. So it's super chill. I just like mm-hmm. I like being raw and real and you know, and uh, because that's what that's what the world wants, right? Is like that honesty. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And I really appreciate I love again that TikTok brought us together. I love that we can follow each other. encourage and inspire one another this was a really awesome opportunity this filled my my heart and I just want to say thank you as the host this was Mm. so much more comfortable I'm not even sweating believe it or not (laughs) I I for sure was like oh no I'm gonna be sweating but no this is (laughs) this is a really incredible experience so I thank you for uh for bringing me on today oh you're more than welcome okay guys we will chat with you guys
0: later thank you so much for being here